Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. Hey guys, welcome to another episode here. And guys, this is a Sports Garden production. Get in touch with us at Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N, over on Facebook, over on Twitter, sportsgarden.com, hashtag S-G-N. We'll do it as well. That's it. We know the Super Bowl. I am pumped up. I'm ready to go. And while we'll have our Super Bowl preview next week, I love prop plays. I say it all the time. Look, as a professional sports better, uh, more chances than not, I am not even going to bet the Super Bowl pretty heavily. It'll be maybe bet as a regular game. There are times that I don't even bet the Super Bowl at all, okay? But I love my prop plays. With a prop sheet that is pages and pages and pages long, we can certainly find some avenues here where they make mistakes. Now, I will say this. Ever since legalized sports gambling has come into the fray here, um, the betting world and the prop play world has really changed its tune. You don't see people running to the window to bet unders, and unders might be the way to go. You don't see people going out there and saying, I want to bet under the number. Look, in the wild card round, we talked about this on my uh, all of my shows, and you guys can listen to them all. We have talked about it time and time again. In the wild card round, we had five straight overs, the Monday night game between Dallas and, and Tampa Bay. Depending on where you got your number, I'm counting it as an under, but it was a one-point uh, difference here and there. I was sitting next to guys in Atlantic City in the sports book that actually got burned on the over, but we'll call that an under. Then the divisional round, four games, four unders. Then last week, or this weekend, we should say, the championship round. Both games went under. So you actually have seven straight game unders, which means it lends a lot of credence to unders and prop plays. And the sports books know this. Look, there's no regular casual better waking up and saying, can't wait to take the under in so-and-so. No, they're all betting the over. They want to see their player that they follow throughout the year, their dynasty player, their fantasy player, their favorite player. Well, you know what? I... Tell me that you haven't heard this from an NFL fan. Well, I'm a fan of this team, but I watch that guy. I like that guy. Everybody likes Kelsey, or you like Chase, or you like whoever. You know, you have guys around the league that you follow and you like. Well, you're going to be taking the overs there. So the unders, generally speaking, over the last two years have been a goldmine for people trying to bet unders for prop plays during the year. Well, the Super Bowl brings out more casual betters than any other event during the season, which means, oh, by the way, unders should be an even better look. Now, I have not looked at the lines, okay? I'm recording this Monday morning right after the, the games went off, AFC-NFC Championship game. They just put out all of the totals on the prop plays. Not all of them. You'll still get more during the week, but most of the totals on the prop plays. I'm going to look at it real time with you guys here today. That's what we're doing. Real time, I am going to look at all the prop plays, talk you through it, and you guys can be a part of my process and see 
what I like. Now, there are some games, obviously, I'm going to have to dig in deep. I have two weeks. I'm going to have to watch some film. I'm going to have to cross-reference. But there's a lot of times where early on, Monday, boom, you want to jump on some of these games because you think the line's going to move one way or the other. This is in the mind of a professional sports handicapper. So let's dive in, okay? I'm looking at this real time. Passing yards, let's see. We're going to go to, um, you You have things. I'll touch on certain things. Look, you have things like, um, you know, a quarterback to score a touchdown, two touchdowns, first quarter touchdown, last score, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going anywhere near that, okay? I, I don't want to even have a conversation with that. First thing I do want to have a conversation about, though, is, here we go, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Over under passing yards for Jalen Hurts. Now, remember, Depending on where you shop, I'm going to give you all kinds of different sports books here. Okay. So from DraftKings to FanDuel, uh, I know there's Bet Rivers, there's MGM, there's Caesars, there's Points. But every, every one that you hear, I'm not going to tell you exactly which one. You got to go shop around. Okay. But I'm getting them real time right in front of me. So if it is off by a, a yard or two, or hey, maybe it's worth going to. It's not even, hey, yes, it's definitely worth going to kind of invest and go find the avenue. So let's talk about Jalen Hurts over under 241 and a half passing yards. Patrick Mahomes over under 281 and a half passing yards. All right. These are both uh, not things I'm going to go near. I will tell you, I, and I've, I've mentioned this on many shows before. Playing against a quarterback is the hardest thing to do. It's the most difficult thing to do because it's a game script. It's a game plan how you go against it. If you go against a quarterback or even if you go for a quarterback, it's the hardest thing to do. Uh, because of the game script, because of how the game plays out. You know, you could go against different players here and there. Guy gets hurt, he take, comes out of the game. Yeah, you know what? You win your unders, things of that nature, okay? It's hard with the quarterbacks. Passing yards is even more hard. Because, look, a, a guy could be rolling right, right along, but his team gets a big lead. 281 and a half for Patrick Mahomes is pretty massive, okay? Just to give you an idea, he was at 277 and a half this past week with Joe Burrow. Now, I know everybody was worried about his ankle, but just to give you an example of that, and the Bengals' defense is certainly not what Philadelphia was. I would tend to lean a little bit under because, again, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, they might be running it late. I, I, I guess I lean under with Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not taking it. Jalen Hurts, 241 and a half. Depends again. Do you believe that they're going to just run the ball, which we've seen time and time again with, with the Eagles? These are very sharp lines. I'm not going anywhere near it. Over, under, touchdown passes. Patrick Mahomes, two and a half. Jalen Hurts, one and a half. I won't take the Patrick Mahomes to get over three touchdown passes. While I think there's some value to that, you're going to get plus money back. I won't take that because it's a big number. To get three touchdown passes is a big number. But Jalen Hurts over one and a half is intriguing. Look, I got burned this week on Joe Burrow doing it, but it's the same kind of philosophy. If I think the Eagles are going to win, there's a good chance Jalen Hurts is going to get two touchdown passes. They're going to clamp down inside the red zone. They're going to clamp down on the run. Yeah. And if the Eagles are losing, he's going to have to throw the ball all day long. That is one I'm intrigued about. How about rushing yards? Jalen Hurts over 44 and a half rushing yards. He's a big runner. Kansas City Chiefs can get burned on running. I like that, but it's a big 44 and a half is a big number. I was hoping this is going to come in at about 35. So you can see where they are pushing the public to. Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown. Six to one. Oh, that's uh, that could be intriguing if you believe his legs are better. I don't believe they are. So they're 
drizzling out a little six to one action on you. And I don't think that it's worth it. So I might generally stay away from the quarterbacks. I'm a little intrigued on that passing total touchdown total for Jalen Hurts. Let's go to the running backs. Miles Sanders, Isaiah Pacheco, 54 and a half for Sanders, 50 and a half for Pacheco. Look, Isaiah Pacheco had just had a great game, right? I mean, he, he, people will say he had a great game, 39 steps, uh, 26 routes, 16 opportunities as well. Here's the thing with Pacheco. He can do a lot of damage, and he had a really good game because he was catching the ball out of the backfield. The, the Chiefs don't run with any kind of consistency, so it was little flip-outs. It's little dump-off passes. That doesn't count for your rushing yards. I won't take that. Miles Sanders, 54 and a half. You'd like to jump on that and say, yeah, I like that. The problem is Jalen Hurts takes away rushing uh, attempts. Boston Scott takes away rushing attempts. Kenneth Gainwell takes away rushing attempts. So I don't like Miles Sanders over 54 and a half, but I think that's going to go go up. I think people are going to jump on that. Wouldn't shock me if that goes off at game time at like 58. Score a touchdown, Miles Sanders plus 115, Isaiah Pacheco plus 180. I kind of like both of these. Now, I think both have a good opportunity to score a touchdown. Pacheco worries me, and I won't be betting it, um, because when you get inside, Kansas City has used formations where they're now giving it to Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon is the guy inside the 20, even though he's not a bruising runner, because, like I said, they could flip it out to him, and he's a better pass catcher. So you look at, I won't t- touch Pacheco. Miles Sanders plus 115. Is that worth it? Nah, not really, not great. Boston Scott, Jarek McKinnon. Boston Scott, Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon rushing uh, yards. Jarek McKinnon's 18 and a half. Over under receiving yards, 21 and a half. Okay, total yards, 44 and a half. I kind of like Jarek McKinnon to have a pretty decent game. I think I think Patrick Mahomes trusts him in a big spot, but I can't trust the rushing yards because, like I said, he's not a pure rusher. Over 21 and a half yards receiving, that makes some sense. And his receiving total, depending on where you're looking, I'm seeing two and a half catches, three catches. Yeah, I, I I would be taking Jarek McKinnon to get over three catches. Now, I expect this one to go up as well. It, it wouldn't shock me that this goes off at four, four and a half. So you want this, might want to jump on this right away. Boston Scott, we have him to score a touchdown, seven to one odds. He scored a touchdown last week, scored a touchdown against the Giants. He has become that late guy at seven to one odds. Look, I think Boston Scott's true value is like 10 to one, but they're giving you seven to one. Why? Because it's the Super Bowl. Um... I think that it's worth a long shot here if you want to take a stab there. Ronald Jones to score a touchdown. Anybody believe in Ronald Jones? I don't. They're giving you 25 to one yards. You believe that he scores a touchdown. I just don't. Don't tempt me with that. But Kenneth Gainwell is an interesting one. Kenneth Gainwell opened up in some of these sports books at 20 and a half rushing yards. Oh, man. Bam. Pound it. Go crazy. Uh, there you go. Kenneth Gainwell. Now it's gone up considerably. To score a touchdown, plus 425. Look, he's not the guy that gets the ball more often inside the 20. I don't like Gainwell score a touchdown, but I think he could have a big game. Kenneth Gainwell's a guy that I'm concentrating on, and I'm saying I want to see the rushing attempts. I want to see the rushing total. And he is a guy that I think will, will be one of those plays that I'm certainly on a big Kenneth Gainwell game. Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman. Let's go to the, some of the wide receivers and tight ends. Travis Kelsey over under 78 and a half yards. Now, he was 81 and a half two games ago, came in at about 77 and a half a couple of games before that. Six and a half catches was last week. 
and 93% of all of the money was on him to go over. The week before that, it was my best bet, over 81 and a half yards, and over six catches. He blew both of those out of the water. Travis Kelsey, over 78 and a half yards. Look, I absolutely believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to target Kelsey. I absolutely also believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do everything they possibly can to stop Travis Kelsey. But here's something really great that I'm going to tell you here. Look, Mike Hilton, who is a cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals, was just targeted eight times by the Chiefs. He allowed seven catches for 120 yards. Now, Mahomes had a perfect passer rating going up against him, 158.3, when he targeted Mike Hilton. So the Chiefs went out there with a design to target Mike Hilton, go one-on-one with him, and it was get one-on-one situations with Valdez Scantling eventually after everybody went out and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was lining up as a wide receiver just to get the matchups against Mike Hilton. Why? Well, Mike Hilton is five foot nine, and they feel like Scanling and a guy like Kelsey can absolutely bully Mike Hilton. So you look at the Eagles and you go, well, Bradbury and Slay are their starting corners. They're both six foot one. Their free safety and strong safety are six foot one and five eleven, respectively. Okay, I don't see a matchup problem there. But their slot and nickel package cornerbacks. Avante Maddox and Josiah Scott are both five foot nine. Leads me to believe they're going to try to pick on them with size again. That means Travis Kelsey. I don't love the 78 and a half yards, even though I kind of like it, but I do like the catches. I think I'm going to be going in on Travis Kelsey, though, for both. But guess what? I think the whole world is this is 78 and a half now. It wouldn't shock me if this is well into the 80s by the time this goes off. Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown, minus 115. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. They're going to go to him down deep. Uh, it's even money. If you want a guy to score a touchdown, that, that's the guy you're going with. Mecole Hardman, plus 500 to score a touchdown. Don't go near this. This is a bait trap line here. It's a bait trap line because we don't know the status of Juju. We don't know the status of Tony. We don't know the status. It took all, of all these guys to kind of go out of the game for him to eventually get his reps. And then it was Scanling, really, who was it. So it took three... Uh, players to be out, and Nicole Hardman left the game as well. So that's a, a trap line. I'm not going anywhere near it. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Now, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith were literally just, just out of it, right? No player uh, on the Chiefs or, or the, the Eagles wide receivers had any kind of game at all um, uh, for the, the Niners, I should say, and the Eagles. 36 yards was the most receiving yards by any wide receiver there. So it was just that kind of game. I don't think it's going to be that kind of game here. But I still, I worry. Look, Devontae Smith is 63 and a half. And to score a touchdown, plus 180. Yeah, he scored a touchdown. He had a big catch. It didn't count. Or at least it shouldn't have counted, but it did count. Uh, Smith would be my guy here. I think A.J. Brown could abuse players. I think he could abuse corners. But he's not somebody that I feel comfortable with. Now, you like him more in the red zone at plus 125 than you do Devontae Smith. But I'm not going near it. It's just not something that I feel comfortable with. I mentioned Juju. He's plus three. And to win, uh, to score a touchdown, I gotta watch. I gotta watch the report there. Quez Watkins, by the way, is plus eight fifty to score a touchdown. I mentioned Valdez Scanling. Again, depending on the injuries that we have here, he's under three to one. I don't like that. Kadarius Tony, if he's back and he's healthy, I know he's always an injury risk. But the Chiefs, after they lost Tyreek Hill, they go to that short passing game. Kadarius Tony has been getting more and more receptions. He was, his over under was three and a half last week plus to the over, and I think he was well on his way. Look, he had two targets in the first quarter, and then he went out. 
plus 360 to score a touchdown. That's an interesting one as well. Justin Watson plus 650. Everybody thinks he's a tight end and he's not. How about Dallas Goddard on the other side with the Eagles? Dallas Goddard, 45 and a half yards receiving, uh, plus two to one to score a touchdown. I don't like the receiving yards. It doesn't look like the Chiefs really give a lot up over the middle, but I do remember here the minute I'm saying that, hey, wait a minute. Hayden Hurst just had a pretty ridiculous game against them where he was open seemingly all day long, right? So that is something that I'm a little concerned about where maybe maybe you want to take a shot at Goddard. I just won't. Look, I don't like that he's that much of a, a an odds down on the, the pecking order here. How about Super Bowl MVP? Everybody likes this, right? And this is this is what I have. I'll, I'll continue to do these um, uh, when I start to find better results, but I want to walk you through my initial reaction here. Super Bowl MVP, I say it every year. I scream it every year, and nobody listens. Every year I sit back and I scream and I yell and I argue and I fight, and I say, do not take anybody but a quarterback. We know through the history of uh, the league, it's just quarterbacks, 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 unless you're going to take a really big long shot. Right? If you're going to take a really big long shot, okay, take the shot. All right, right? Go out there, get a 25 to 1 or more. It's not really worth those 10 to 1 guys because you're going up against the quarterback. We watched in recent years. Uh, you watched White for the Patriots absolutely earn that, but Tom Brady walked away with the award, right? I mean, we've watched this time and time again where a guy absolutely earns the award but the quarterback gets it. So Jalen Hurts is plus 125. Patrick Mahomes is plus 130. That's indicative of what the line is. People think that ever so slightly, Philadelphia is going to win. Patrick Mahomes is almost assuredly going to get the MVP if they win. And Jalen Hurts is the same thing. Travis Kelsey plus 850. That's going to be the play that garners the most attention. I don't like it, guys. I just don't. I think Kelsey can have a big game, but I just don't like going out there. If, if Kelsey has a big game, I think that also means that, uh, what, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a big game, and they're going to want to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Same thing with A.J. Brown at 10-1, to 1, Devontae Smith at 25-1. to 1. That might get some people, but again, now that means that it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders at 20-1 to 1 is kind of the alternate shift, but you know how I feel about that with Gamewell and Boston Scott getting a lot. Isaiah Pacheco, 35-1, to 1, no thank you. No, they're not going to run enough to do that. So then you look at the defensive players. I think a lot of people are going to be on Frank Clark. Frank Clark sitting here at about 40 to 1 or so. All right, maybe. Here's the one that I like. If you're going to go out there and you're going to take a shot, right, um, you you start to look at players and you go, what about Hassan Reddick? I think Hassan Reddick can have a huge game here. If you look at defensive players, and he's more than 50 to 1. So if you're going to go for the long shot, defensive player long shot makes a lot of sense. But just remember how rare it is for them to win the award. Somebody out there does like Kenneth Gainwell, and I wanted to mention this. I read this today. Kenneth Gainwell started out at 250 to 1 to win the Super Bowl MVP. By the way, I would have been on that. At 250 to 1, why not throw 10 bucks on it, right? Um, he was he is now down to a hundred to one, and people are kind of jumping on him and doing what I said. Yeah, throw a hundred bucks. Why not? We'll take a shot. Yeah, that that seems like the system. All right, guys, I wanted to give you something unique here. Give you a little taste of how I go through the initial lines. As the week progresses, I'll do another couple of these, and you can kind of see, uh, as the, the prop plays come out more and more, defensive uh, prop plays. I like the sack prop play. Of course, we're going to get safety overtime, things like that. So we'll go over this one more time. But initially, these are the numbers that are out there. We'll see how much they move, and we'll compare and contrast. Guys, go check out sportsgarten.com. Sportsgarten, 
over on Facebook and Twitter. It's how you get in touch with us. It's hashtag SGN. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.